0: Welcome to the Two Pages Project, part of the Coil Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Rob Steele. If you'd like to become a published author with us, stay tuned after the show for a vast majority of the details. But first, this week's story is a lovely, rural story about a lost love with a very dark twist in a tale called The Chopping Block by Rob Steele. top of the hill had the most magnificent view at least according to mike it did not that he was a global traveler the hill was overlooking his home everything looked so tiny from here the house the yard the trees all set to a smaller scale unfortunately the hill was technically off limits mike wasn't supposed to leave the loving confines of the yard he wasn't a prisoner as such He did feel there was something wrong about keeping him cooped up in the small yard. Granted, when he was there, the yard was enormous. But looking down upon it from the hill, he could see so much more. Wide-ranging fields, other hills, valleys, even a forest on the horizon. He doubted he'd ever be able to travel there. He had responsibilities to the farm, more than he'd care to think about. And speaking of the farm, he'd better get back. The sun was still high in the sky, but nevertheless, they'd miss him if he were gone too long. He ran down the hill, letting the spring breeze cool where the bright sun had warmed him, both sensations equally pleasant. Soon, he reached the chicken wire fence and crawled through the hole near the post. Chicken wire is such an odd name for the wiring. Sure, it was used in chicken coops everywhere, But when you put it on the post like this, he kept all the animals near the farm, from the tiniest chick to the largest cow, in their place. Except for this one spot where the wire curled up near the post. He wasn't sure if anyone else knew this part of the fence was faulty, but he wasn't going to tell anyone. It was his only way to get to the hill, and the hill was magnificent. Someday he'd manage to get Camilla to come with him. She was such an odd duck. He loved that phrase, but laughed at its absurdity. Odd duck, he'd come to learn, meant either a very strange one or every other one that wasn't even. He could never really tell which when he heard the phrase. Mike wasn't terribly bright. That was one of the reasons he laughed at his own use of the phrase. Ah, Camilla. He loved her more than anything. Except maybe the hill. No, more than the hill. She was his reason for living. They'd grown up together, grown close, spent most of their free time together in the yard at the farm. Even when enjoying the view and the breeze on the hill, his thoughts were of her. Especially now, after his return from the hill, he was always excited to tell her everything he saw. She never seemed that impressed, though. She'd even admonished him for leaving the yard. You're going to get caught one of these days, she'd warned him. Then who knows what would happen. But he was pretty sure nothing horrible would happen. What's the worst they can do, he thought. Banish me from the yard? That'd just give me a chance to live on the hill. Maybe even travel to that forest someday. But today was different. He'd seen the ducks flying in formation from the south. If the ducks are coming back, then winter must surely be over. The warm weather would return, the sun, the rain even, and no more snow. He never liked the cold. It made everything uncomfortable, especially his feet, and he hated that. He knew Camilla was like that, too. Most of their friends were. That's why she'd be excited to learn about the ducks. He ran through the yard, unable to contain his excitement. He passed all the animals without noticing any of the changes. The sheep looked dejected, the pigs looked despondent, even the cows looked downhearted. All except Bernie, but he was a St. Bernard and he looked that way all the time. One thing he did notice was the tree stump. It was off to one side of the yard as it always had been. It would be truly strange for that to move, but today it had an axe stuck in it. And something else caught his eye he moved closer and noticed something caught between the axe blade and the stump. A feather. His eyes widened in horror. No, not just a feather. One of Camilla's feathers. I should probably tell you at this point that Mike and Camilla are chickens. Technically, Mike is a rooster. But that didn't lessen the pain of seeing one of his beloved's feathers on the chopping block. He wasn't sure how it got that name. He'd never seen it used, only heard the rumors when someone left the yard. Where's Steve? He was sent to the chopping block, and everyone would shudder and recoil in horror. Mike didn't believe any of that. What an absurd thought. But if there's an axe here now, and Camilla's feather, he rushed to the coop, catching his comb on the way through the door. All of the chickens were accounted for, except Camilla, and they were all weeping. As much as chickens could weep. He asked where Camilla was. They could all see he was worried, but all they managed to tell him was the chopping block. He couldn't believe it. She wouldn't leave without him. She loved him, too. He just knew it. He ran out of the coop. Someone else in the yard must know where she went, but who to ask? The sheep were closest, The closest sheep gave him a look of sympathy. That must mean the sheep knew where Camilla was. If only he spoke sheep. That won't do him any good. The pigs. Clarence had a good view of the yard, and he also had a good rapport with the pigs. They were raised together, after all. And Mike's father had that showbiz thing going with Clarence's dad. He was told back in the day, before Mike was born, that his father did a comedy routine with Clarence Sr. called Bacon and Eggs. Mike was told that it was a sight to behold, until that one day Clarence Sr. disappeared. He was told it was the chopping block, but that didn't make any sense. How could a simple tree stump be responsible for all of the missing? But when he got to the pen, Clarence was simply laying in the mud with a mournful expression. He tried to perk up when he saw Mike, but it was no good. The smile lasted but a nonce and was replaced with an even more dejected countenance. "'I'm sorry, Mike,' he snorted. "'It was that damn chopping block!' Again with the chopping block. Did no one around here have any common sense? It was like the time he announced he and Camilla were a couple. The sheep were befuddled for weeks because Camilla was also the name of one of the cows." To this day, he's told that some of the sheep still wonder how that works. Woof, he heard from behind him. It was Bernie. I know you're looking for Camilla. I know what happened. But first, I need to know why you didn't just come to me. I would have thought my downhearted expression would have been a giveaway. Downhearted expression? You're a Saint Bernard. You always look that way. Bernie looked thoughtful for a moment before muttering, Good point. While Bernie's expression returned to downhearted, Mike gave a silent thanks for the dog being so multilingual. I know you have your misgivings about the chopping block. I know this will be hard, but you should probably look in the house. Bernie led Mike to a series of boxes stacked near the house. Mike had never been in the house. It had never even occurred to him to look in the house. He just knew it as that place where those strange things lived. No fur or feathers like the pigs in color, but walked like chickens. So many things about them didn't make sense to Mike, but again, Mike isn't that bright. Bernie helped Mike under the first box, and from there, Mike bounded up the stack until he could look in the window. In the house, Mike saw a table. Surrounding the table were these other shorter tables with one side considerably longer than the other three. Very strange. On the table itself, he saw bowls of green things, red things, a long brown thing with a yellow thing next to it. And, and could it be a large bowl of my word? Is that corn? He'd never seen so much corn all in one place before. That's when he heard a thumping. One of those things was entering the room and it was carrying a plate of something brown and it was steaming like the ground on a hot day after the rain and the smell Oh, the smell. He could hardly stand it. But then he recognized something. That brown thing had no head, but it looked like it had legs. But, but the legs had no feet. And are, are those wings? My God, is that Camilla? Mike screamed, but it was cut off by a great hand grabbing him by the neck. It was one of those things that lived in the house. Hey, Ma, looks like this one is missing his friend. Can we have this one tomorrow? From inside the house, Mike saw the one holding Camilla, his beloved, on the plate reply, Yeah, take him to the chopping block too. Damn bird keeps wandering off anyway. We'll get a new rooster at the market this weekend. The large bean carried Mike to the chopping block and held Mike's head against it. A strange ka sound happened. When the hand released Mike's throat, he found himself stapled by large straps to the chopping block. He managed to catch Bernie's eye. The dog merely looked guilty for getting Mike into this mess. Mike looked up and saw the weird being with the axe in his hands. He raised the axe over his head. Suddenly, Mike understood the chopping block. A bit dark, but a fun story nonetheless. If you'd like to have your story on the show, which is the reason we're here, send in your work. Just check the website, twopagesproject.com, the number two. Check out the rules, and we'll take your short story and publish it first as an ebook on the website, then turn it into an audiobook on the podcast. And when we've got enough stories, we'll turn it all into an actual book that you can buy at a store. How cool is that? If you'd like to submit a story, email it to contact at twopagesproject.com. We will be open to any type of story you want to send us, from mystery to sci-fi, historical, western, melodrama, fantasy, whatever you want to write. Just submit your story for the free audiobook treatment and publishing on our website. Just don't forget the email address, contact at twopagesproject.com. Also, don't forget to pass the show around because it's free and it's fun. We'd like to thank iTunes, the Google Play Store, Village Connection Radio, and the Happy Hour Network for passing the show along. We'd also like to thank Scott Holmes for his song Country Road Drive this week. Check out his website at scottholmesmusic.uk. Don't forget to follow all the Coil Entertainment Network shows on Pinterest or YouTube. And please check out the Coil Entertainment Network store, coil.us. We've got t-shirts and hats that all go to support the network. So please check that out and help keep us going. And if you're interested in being part of the audiobook process, be it a voice in the story or if you have music that you think might work, use that same email address, contact at twopagesproject.com. So until next week, be safe and keep writing.